First, a restorer told me that he had been sent down to analyse the painting's condition a week before the sale. Then a dealer confided that in partnership with another, he had been prepared to go up to £500,000. And later, I met another who had prepared a bid for twice that amount, but did not get his hand up at the sale because the price escalated so fast. The following month, I talked with a major London auctioneer who told me that he had been tipped off by one of his clients and had taken the day off to travel down by train to view it. If you add the man who underbid, the distinguished New York dealer Otto Naumann, I later discovered, the successful purchasers who apparently bought on behalf of a private collector and the runners, dealers without galleries who seize opportunities at country sales, who had been aware of it, I can see now that I was naively out of the loop. This realization, in part, prompted me to write the present book. One of the most obvious ways to explain how so many people in different countries were aware of a diminutive painting in a relatively small auction house two and a half hours from London is the technological revolution. The Internet is now an integral tool in the workings of my business. It is amusingly ironic that I, a dealer with a certain knowledge, failed to see something when physically present in an auction room, while a shoal of prospective buyers, a large proportion of the informed old master trade, had been frantically researching and preparing bids for some weeks before the sale, after the illustrated catalogue was posted on the auction house website. Sure, many would have come down to see it as a consequence of what they had seen online, but only as a consequence. And I knew, of course, that it would not just have been the fact that there was a high-quality digital image of the picture for all to find with their search engines, but that with a few clicks of the mouse, it could instantly be shared with others, curators, art historians, fellow dealers, prospective clients, all of whom could offer responses, no doubt some of them guarded, which would translate into the type of bidding fervor that was witnessed that day in Sirencester. This is the culture we now occupy, a market that has a thousand eyes on anything and everything of possible significance that raises its head over the commercial parapet. And it is not just the raw commodity that is so much more accessible, but knowledge too. The ability to research and compare prospective discoveries has developed at the same expansive rate. For the skilled researcher has within immediate reach myriad public collections, archives, articles, price records, and biographies that can either shore up or kill a hunch with lightning speed. For a discovery to be established, discoveries that it has to work on paper as well as in paint. Crucial aspects of a picture's provenance, its history, can sometimes be instantly established. Discoveries that fifteen or twenty years ago might have taken days, if not weeks, of professional archival research. In a business fraught with auction deadlines, the Internet's power makes the dealing of the previous generation look like dark prehistory. Yet it is not just information technology that has progressed, but also technical analysis, the means by which the physical properties of a painting can be diagnosed and understood. Scientists in lab coats are now increasingly entering the formerly forbidden world of artistic attribution. To me, one of the most valuable functions of science is to be able to establish a picture's terminus postquern, the earliest likely date that it was painted. Databases and other scientific tools still have far to travel in this area, but paint analysis has become more precise in establishing the physical compounds of pigments and the way in which they are applied and, when combined with the use of ever-growing records of when these pigments were first found to have been used and by whom, can add valuable corroborative evidence.
Scientific data is one of the bedrocks of the Rembrandt Research Project, the authentication panel chaired by Professor van der Vettering, which I describe in a later chapter. The RRP has helped create convincing arguments that have turned formerly overlooked copies into multi-million pound originals, and also, sometimes very painfully for the owners, the reverse. Scientific analysis for the picture hunter has also become much easier to commission. When I first joined the art business in the mid-1980s, even organising an X-ray to ascertain whether an earlier image might be lurking beneath the painting's surface was a palaver. It meant queuing up on a Monday morning at certain private London hospitals while the less fortunate with damaged limbs waited for the same service. Today, a travelling team of professionals in a van not only call round to the restorer or gallery, but offer other functions including infrared photography to enable underdrawing the artist's sketch lines which can help prove authenticity.